0: Welcome to the Normal to Nomad podcast, where we share stories, thoughts, ideas, and conversations on our journey to find balance with nature in a technologically advanced world. My name is Barron.
1: And I'm Elsa. We live together in a 13-foot scamp trailer with our dog camp in the American wilderness.
0: Welcome back. Today, we talk tech, one of my favorite topics. And yours too, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the only way that we're able to do this.
0: Yeah. So where should we begin? Why do we like technology? Because a lot of people would say that it's kind of not along our ethos and our nature vibe.
1: How could they say that, though? Who says that? Does anybody actually say that?
0: Well, I don't know if they say that, but you could presume that. A lot of people do comment and say, like, you're living in the forest and you have all this technology. When I go out to the forest, I like to be disconnected. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I totally feel. Yeah.
1: But we wouldn't be able to do this scamp life, off-grid lifestyle if it weren't for a tech.
0: Speaking of, people also say things like, well, that's not actually off-grid.
1: I was going to say that, but I thought I wouldn't get (laughs) into it. But... I mean, you can define off-grid in whatever capacity you want, but our capacity How do you define it? that we aren't connected to anything—any
0: utilities, our,
1: our power—we collect from the sun. We go collect our own water. We—is that it? Don't have
0: telephone grid,
1: propane, like nothing. We're not connected to the grid, though we do are connected to internet. And yeah. some people don't feel that that is off-grid.
0: So yes, we are connected to the cellular mesh network, but. That's not uh, grid-like. But
1: most people are. There's few places where you are in the United States where you're not able to connect. So unless you leave your phone at home, most times we're connected.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I still say we're off-grid because we're pretty damn off-grid. Well, I think
0: by every definition we're actually off-grid. But yeah, we do often have cellular tech connected. Um, so how does this, how does tech make this lifestyle possible?
1: We've both been utilizing technology for our work for many, many years. So we kind of designed it so that we could live this way.
0: So we've been in the technology field and leveraging technology since we were young. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, computers, and
1: video editing. I remember my dad said when I was a kid that you need to get a job in computers when you grow up. You got to do this. And I resisted so hard. I thought that that would just be a office job computer type programming. No way. I didn't realize you could get creative with technology.
0: And back then, you really, it was pretty limited.
1: Yeah, I mean, we had a Mac. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he had a PC as well, but he had an old Mac. Um, and that's what I started editing iMovie on. I used iMovie to edit all my home videos um, that but I recorded. on you had a lot tape. of. I did. I should find those. We have all the tapes and stuff. I just need to digitize them into digital format.
0: I started, I remember the first time my dad had an old computer that was in the basement and it was all taken apart and all the peripherals and everything were unconnected. and It was just like laying in the basement. And I took it into my room and um, plugged everything together, like the monitor and the the desktop and uh, the keyboard and the mouse and just got it all set up and turned it on. And I was like, oh. I am a computer (laughs) programmer just because I put the computer together and plugged it in, you know.
1: And then you made all the rest of your computers from then on out, right? Didn't you build your gaming computer?
0: Yeah, uh, the first, so we had like a family computer when we were young. But when Connor and I started getting into gaming, it couldn't run a lot of the games that we wanted to play. Primarily, we played like Diablo 2 back then and World of Warcraft. I think for one of my birthdays, I got like a Dell XPS computer and it was like their gaming like it wasn't top of the line or anything but it was like it had a uh, graphics card at least so you could game with it low level but then over time I built that computer out until I needed to replace the motherboard so I put on like a new graphics card in there, a new hard drive all those types of things, more RAM all that.
1: Until I met you I didn't know that you could do that
0: That you could build computers?
1: (laughs) Yeah, how would I know that?
0: I don't know. I had a Mac. It's useful, though. I think if we were living in a house again or... uh,
1: Yeah, they're so powerful and customizable.
0: Yeah, and they're future-proof, too, because you buy... Like, if you're going to build a computer, I would suggest buying a sort of -of state-of-the-art motherboard, because that's like the foundation of your computer, and then you can tack everything onto that as you go and if you need to replace any of the peripherals, you can do that over time. So you can replace your processor, which is like the main main brain of the computer, and then your graphics card is like technical graphics processing, like fast math.
1: Back in the day, when we first were dating, you helped me upgrade my RAM and my MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. but now you can't do anything. Now it's soldered
0: in, the... yeah.
1: But we'll talk about Macs in a sec, yeah. and why we like them.
0: But yeah, getting into it, and then back then I also had a, like my gaming machine, we turned into your editing rig. Mm -hmm. and um, That was great. Yeah.
1: That was when I was really switching from Final Cut Pro to Premiere.
0: Which, Final Cut Pro was only for Apple, Apple, and then you could use Premiere on both.
1: Mm -hmm. It was right shortly after Final Cut got really different. Final Cut 7 was the last version that I used.
0: Because that was the professional, and then it switched it, to kind of more iMovie.
1: more consumer professional, and it's still they after Final Cut X, they made it better. And now a lot of people only use Final Cut, but I switched because Premiere was so similar to the old Final Cut, and Premiere has everything like Photoshop and all the other I have the Creative Cloud account, so I get all the Adobe apps that I don't know what I would do without. Yeah. But we're going to make a new podcast on all of our apps. Um,
0: Probably after we record this one, right. we'll dive into all that.
1: Yeah, so we'll talk about the other ways that you could get around that if perhaps you didn't have the Creative Cloud yeah. subscription.
0: So to start, oh, and we wanted to talk about like the moral squabbles around technology too, as far as connectivity goes. Like, Do we ever feel like we are too connected?
1: Yes, all I the think, time. Yeah,
0: definitely, especially with social media. Specifically
1: because we work on social media, yes. And I feel there's, we have so much time, we've designed our lives so that we have a ton of time to spend doing whatever creative pursuits we want. And oftentimes, if I'm not, especially in the winter when it's not as nice to go outside and do things, I, Instagram has its claws dug deep into me. I can't stand it.
0: In your defense, people get frustrated when you don't respond to them and when you don't post and right. all these things. So it's like...
1: there is has to be some sort of balance. And I'm pretty good. Like the other day I left my phone all day long at home while we were out with my sister and no big deal. I can separate easily. But when it's just us and the scamp and I've got my phone next to me and I'm working on um, uploading a video or something, Instagram is always there calling my name.
0: And it's hard too. The more of a following that you get, I feel like it's more interesting. Because when I first started on Instagram, I would open my Instagram and nothing <laughs> would have changed, you know. But any time you open yours, there's that dopamine hit, you know.
1: Exactly, for sure.
0: So it's like, ooh, a bunch it's of new people following me. Truly addicting. Yeah.
1: And I've taken steps to limit that. I'll I'll delete Instagram from my phone every few weeks or so, when I notice that I'm waking up and getting on Instagram, going to bed on Instagram, then get off my phone. Then I only have it on my iPad. Facebook has not been on my phone for probably over a year now, and that's not a big deal now. Facebook is kind of old news Facebook anyway. Facebook kind of sucks. It does.
0: Anytime I get on Facebook...
1: past its prime.
0: It's so um, polarized, because I think that the algorithm optimizes for polarization, and I mm. think that's partially due to that being what engages people. So if you read like gossip threads or whatever, or like some polarizing video about politics or whatever, it's the clicks yeah, it and gets then the ads engaged, are on right? those platforms. So it's not just that, that Facebook is malicious. It's that it's lending itself to what people want, mm-hmm. you know? So you can't really blame Facebook for having a polarized and obnoxious feed because that's what your brain gravitates
1: towards. Mm-hmm. And there's Twitter too. Yeah. But I don't do Twitter, thank goodness. I never got into it because I like the visual format of Instagram.
0: A lot of people, especially the older crowd that I respect, are on Twitter. So I've been dabbling in it recently, and but it's often so politically charged and so argumentative that it's even more divisive than Facebook is, I think. Social media is hard. I wish that we could just do away with Facebook, especially, um, completely but I keep it on my phone so that...
1: Older demographics still use Facebook a lot. My parents and older family, um, there's still a huge following on Facebook that we have with these videos, so... And even
0: your grandparents and...
1: Yes, that's all they use.
0: Yeah, like extended family and stuff loves seeing what we're doing, so I would feel bad not doing that, but at the same time, kind of sucks to have on your phone. And then there's the ecological side of technology and how it's produced, and especially, like, Apple products. You never really Get, think about that, though. Yeah. They're yeah. under most intense scrutiny, I think.
1: With the f- ch- factories and right child labor, building yeah. the phones and stuff for pennies.
0: Right, and then you have all of the ecological impact of mining lithium and all those different things, too.
1: And then once the phones are thrown away, now they have better programs, though, where you can trade in your phones. And I think they bring those to third-world countries and stuff and sell them for cheap. Maybe. Maybe some of them. But the mercury and stuff in the batteries... Is it mercury?
0: I think it's lithium.
1: Oh, whoops. Yeah. Lithium batteries, duh. Yeah. Those rotting in landfills. That's not good. Pretty gnarly. Holy moly. But
0: thankfully, they're getting better at recycling. Like, a lot of Apple's newer machines are recycled aluminum and stuff.
1: And there's a lot of resources for recycling old computers, thankfully.
0: So, how we... And I, I know that you could give us crap for this and like having all this tech and everything. And I would, I, I empathize with that. It makes sense. But what we do to sort of offset that is we try to buy our technology used often whenever it makes sense. And we try to keep it for as long as possible.
1: You have had some of the oldest Apple gear I've ever seen.
0: I pay attention to all the keynotes and everything. And I'm, I stay up on technology and so I know what features are coming out and what uh, features are on the horizon and all those types of things. So I try to buy all my stuff when it makes the most sense, as far as a longevity perspective goes. So my Mac, I guess we can transition into that. I've had it since 2012, so that's eight years now, and I've used it almost every day. And I've replaced the battery twice over the course of eight years.
1: That's amazing with how frequently they pump out the new models and make you just, that's what Apple's so good at is you need the best, the newest, this model is better than all the last.
0: But if you can, if you can abstain from that and find sort of, I find joy and uh, satisfaction in having old things, like especially in the technology sector, cause it makes me feel like I made an intelligent purchase. I just got a new iPad and replaced mine from 2012. And if next year I had to buy a new iPad for some new feature, I would kick myself for it. You know, I like to have things that last a long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when I bought my Mac, that was when I was first getting into web development and a lot of the software that I needed, you could only run on a Mac. And I needed the portability to like go to clients' offices and all that kind of stuff. So-
1: You go to MacBook Air?
0: Yeah, and that was 2012, and the Air had been around for a while at that point, so I knew that the form factor was vetted out, and it was solid.
1: You love the small form factor. Like, you just bought a brand new iPad mini. Yeah. The old was a mini. You've got iPhone SE, which is the smallest form factor. It was the size of the five. Yeah,
0: but it's the 6S Intel. internals. But yeah, I've always geeked out on tiny stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what that is but ever since i was a little kid and now we live in a scamp and i love like tech and gadgets and gear and i like for it to be like, ultra compact so i had a gaming machine that i built when i got my mac and as soon as i switched to uh, OS X or apple's operating system i never ever could use my windows machine comfortably again osx is just really intuitive it's clean it makes a ton of sense and it kind of stays out of the way and you don't have to deal with the crashes and updates and i don't know windows is just I don't prefer it anymore as soon as I got, for the last eight years, as soon as I got my Mac, it was. it's hard to get on a Windows machine anymore.
1: It feels quite a bit more mechanical, Windows. Yeah. It's more left-brained, almost, whereas Apple is a lot more right-brained. But I
0: would consider myself to be more logical. I know,
1: but if you were to compare Windows versus Mac, yeah. PC versus Mac, yeah, Mac is smooth, colorful, vibrant... It's beautiful, yeah. and then Artistic. Windows is like numbers oriented.
0: I think you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's blocky, fair, Square. Yeah, it's fair.
1: Sharp lines. What we said earlier is that Windows. if We wanted the most powerful computer. If we were doing, if you were doing more gaming and stuff, that would be a great option. But
0: it's not that when or that Windows is a better operating system, like a more powerful operating system. You can customize it, right? Is that why? It's that it's you can use any hardware with Mm -hmm. windows so technically you could run linux too which is arguably a better operating system as far as like performance goes but windows you can run on any hardware that you build, unless you could do that with mac if you build a hackintosh but that's a pain to do and i wouldn't and
1: then you wouldn't have a warranty if something went wrong
0: yeah and it's too much overhead but just to have that powerful like if we were editing in 8k or something that would be nice to have a windows machine because then we could just deck it out and to do the same thing with an apple machine would be like double the price it
1: seems like people are now moving into the world of ipads for computers it's mm-hmm. like people are skipping laptops who just told us that apple somebody said now they recommend getting Going straight to iPads for families instead of getting a laptop. I'm so fortunate to have had a MacBook going through college. and.
0: Gosh, I, mean, I would have loved to have had a Mac back then. I had a little tiny netbook. It was like the micro laptops, and it was so slow and miserable.
1: I was using mine in college, though, for all the creative programs and stuff, so I don't think I could have gotten by with a laptop like that. It was yeah. kind of part of the curriculum to be
0: and I was doing programming work and we were always in Windows, so it would have been clunky. But ironically, one of the best computers for running Windows is often MacBook Pros. Like if you do like the benchmarks on those computers, they run Windows as clean, if not cleaner than most Windows machines. Just cause all of the hardware within the Mac is like built to work together. I
1: think the iPad shift being functioning as a computer now you are doing a lot of that you're using your iPad almost more than your laptop
0: for sure with
1: your keyboard and all the apps and now they're pencil capable
0: I use and especially in scamp life like I saw that coming that sort of transition and I saw with iPad OS and everything just getting better and better and iPads becoming more capable but after living in the scamp, we have to be so mindful of the power that we use our ipads one mine is probably like a 10 or 15 watt hour battery whereas my computer is like a 55 60 watt hour battery your ipad is probably 20 or so watt hours maybe 25 so it's like a quarter of your computer which is like 85. so one the battery is much smaller but also they are far more efficient So even though it has a smaller battery, you can still run your iPad for a good 10 plus hours without draining it. And another thing is you can charge it off DC, which with some of the newer Macs, you can do that with the USB-C ports. But you still need to step that up to a much higher voltage to charge them. But with our iPads, we can charge it off a standard 5 volt DC USB 3 port and just run them off our solar super easily.
1: Because we can also use AC on our battery, which yeah. is a standard outlet, but we lose a few 6 to 9 watts of power. Uh, in the conversion. As we're charging AC, so it's just better, more um, efficient if we use DC.
0: Because power in the battery is DC power, direct current. And then when you run it through the uh, inverter, it switches it to AC power, or alternating current. And the, so that takes a little bit of a power hit to transform it. And then when it goes into your iPad or laptop, or in this case laptop, it turns back to AC, or back to DC, DC rather. So you have, you're losing power in both of those steps. But why it does that is because with AC, it's a lot easier to run a lot higher voltage. So you can Running a hair dryer. Yeah, so you can pump all that power into the laptop a lot more quickly. So what all do we use our iPads for?
1: I use my iPad mostly for drawing. That's why I got it, was to switch my art tools out for a one single device. That was very like Scamp focused as well.
0: Did you get your iPad when we were in the Scamp?
1: I believe we were in the scamp for a year before I got the ipad, but and that's when I was doing all the doodles with all my pens and sketchbooks and the iPad just seemed so dreamy and I got it and heck it was I just recently tried to get a com- or a a keyboard after you you use your keyboard all the time, mm-hmm. and forever I thought my iPad was a a 9.7 inch iPad Pro. I took out a ruler where Baron was ordering his, he got a new keyboard with his, his old one broke, and he was ordering one for me, took out my ruler, measured my iPad, 9.7, okay, cool. Then we get it and my keyboard is too small because how the heck am I supposed to know that you are measuring your screen from corner to corner?
0: Diagonally,
1: not, not lengthwise. Like, what the heck, and why? Do you know
0: why that is?
1: No, but I mean, why would they make it so that the iPad is nine point seven inches? That's confusing. Long. So that's you were,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the impossible. confusing part. Is that it was? So you measured it just lengthwise. Yes. Like,
1: I mean, is that
0: dumb of me? No, is no. it
1: normal for people to not know that?
0: But why they don't do that and why they measure it corner to corner is because if you measure it corner to corner, it takes into account oh, the width right. and the length of okay, it
1: okay because sometimes the li- or the width and the height and whatever width it is. are different okay so that's counting pixels
0: effectively so if you have a different aspect ratio then if you were just just to measure it straight across or straight like in a straight line not diagonally, then you wouldn't account for the fatness of the screen. Because my
1: screen on my phone goes all the way from end to end. I have an 11 Pro iPhone.
0: Corner to corner, yeah. So
1: corner to corner, I see how that would be way different than measuring yours corner to corner, which is the SE with the black bars on the top and the bottom.
0: Right. And then if you measured, like, the iPad, for example, like my iPad mini, if you measured it lengthwise... It's far is, longer. Yeah, but hardly longer than your phone. But if you yeah. measure it corner to corner, the screen is much, or it, like diagonally, then the screen is actually much bigger. Yeah. So that's why they do that, even though it's confusing.
1: So I <laughs> still have yet to get the correct keyboard, but if I did have that, it would be so nice to just whip out my iPad and my computer to write, to do blog posts and stuff. Oftentimes I avoid writing On my laptop because of how much power it just drains. Mm -hmm. I've got an older MacBook Pro and uh, it takes so much power to charge it, so I just kind of avoid it. Whereas, like you say, whipping out the iPads takes such little power and they charge so quickly that...
0: We don't even notice it. Right. On the big battery. The keyboard that I use is a bridge keyboard. Uh, B R Y D G E. I had a Zag keyboard for a long time, but they're just not built as well. They're uh, plasticky and but they it was great. I had it for well over two years.
1: It was so cool. It was just like a laptop an Apple laptop keyboard. So it looks like you had the tiniest Apple laptop. In the world, but it was just a tiny keyboard that mimicked it and a little iPad.
0: And that's the same as I have now. I just replaced my old iPad from 2012 with the new iPad mini that's the exact same form factor with just newer internals and stuff. And then I got the bridge keyboard, which is a full metal construction. And we want to get the same thing for you. It effectively turns your iPad into a clamshell like laptop. So then that's what I do most of my writing and everything on.
1: But still, I have yet to make the official switch because I don't like the iPad video editing apps. And we'll talk more about that in the apps episode. But I'm still so Premiere, so laptop. I've got all the quick keys down. If I were to switch, no, no, no. No, it doesn't even have audio scrubbing. Like, that's huge.
0: It doesn't now. I feel like soon they will have everything. Likely.
1: It's something in the next few years, yeah. With the advent of everybody switching to iPads, for sure, it'll get better. And I'll switch too. I So I'm holding out on not getting a new MacBook Pro because soon enough they'll be obsolete.
0: I think if you had a keyboard so that you had all your quick keys and you used LumaFusion... And then used your Apple Pencil as your input device, I think it could be awesome. Yeah. And super fast.
1: It's also just the whole thing of learning a new program when I Mm -hmm. know these programs so well. It's like um, Apple's uh, Affinity Photo is there. It's so good.
0: It's not made by Apple. It's made by Affinity. No. But it's for
1: Apple. Right. It's so good. It's so intuitive. If you don't know Photoshop, getting into Affinity Photo would be so smart. But I just know Photoshop, so it's hard for me to ditch it and learn something new.
0: And Adobe's, since you do so much in like every creative space, mm-hmm. Adobe's subscription is pretty compelling. Yes, because if you were to stop, then you would have to like switch everything. Yes, which I think sooner than later will be It'll possible. Will be available for with sure. With everything transition, like all the iPad apps are far more intuitive and like almost objectively better by a lot of measurements, Mm -hmm. but you would have to just like transition all those over.
1: They're simpler, easier to use for general basic stuff. So when I'm dabbling in all these little areas, if I wanna make a vector graphic super quick, I can just jump into an app like Vectornator instead of Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator just has, if you, oh, it's got everything. I have no idea how to use it, but I think that's the difference. But I think a lot of people are like me, too, where they dabble and mm-hmm. so you don't need these crazy, intense programs for, for the average user doesn't.
0: It's oftentimes better to have uh, a simpler program with less features because then you can learn it more quickly, use it more quickly.
1: And then if you want to explore the bigger things like After Effects for 3D animation, then
0: What's interesting, though, in is that you've been using like Procreate on your iPad for After Effects-like things. Yeah. So you can screen record on your iPad and then bring that into
1: Premiere later. And edit. They are the most basic animations, Mm -hmm. though. But it's nice that I have the option to do that versus going into this complicated program and drawing out with my mouse the different text things that I've been making on my iPad. It's really fun. I've been having a lot of fun making those.
0: So as far as the things that... We both do on, well, and me especially, that we do on our iPads. Drawing, designing, reading, writing, videos, live streams, mapping software, website edits, and gaming.
1: And we're recording the podcast on the iPad yeah. right now with a teeny little microphone.
0: Yeah, we use the, it's the Sure MV88. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But yeah, it's just incredible what these so little devices capable. are capable of. And especially reading. I think that's a big thing. Like ha- I have, so many books stored in iBooks.
1: It's really great because we can highlight and you have it's like your library and your notes all in the size of something smaller than one book. though there is just something about a physical book that I will forever love and, and appreciate.
0: even if we'll
1: like get a, books one day when we have space.
0: Yeah, I would love to have the Kindle paper white too just because the not shiny screen yes, it would looks be like so paper. Nice. but then you're like sucked into Amazon's hole ecosystem, and then I couldn't use EPUBs and I would have to use like the .mobi file type, which is all Amazon and clunky and...
1: The Kindle app is definitely a lot clunkier than iBooks. Yeah,
0: so that's why I haven't gotten one of those, but it is nice to just have my iPad and it does all those things.
1: Phones, my gosh, are also competing with the iPads. From your lead, I mean, how old was I when I finally got a smartphone? This was maybe like five, four or five years ago. That no. I f- yes. Not
0: four or it five. It was after I
1: graduated college, 2014, 2015. You didn't
0: have a smartphone in college?
1: No. I remember I was using um, Peter's iPod Touch.
0: Oh, yeah. To like supplement your... Yes,
1: apps and texting, iMessage and stuff. Yeah. I got a smartphone super late. And you always had Android or like yeah, not I Apple.
0: I always had Android until I got my Mac and then I switched.
1: But I had an iPhone 5. And then for a minute, I used a friend's iPhone 6. And then we both switched to SEs, which was the size of the 5. Yeah, the 5 was my first smartphone. But finally, after seeing everybody's new phones, the what, 7, 8, 10, I just decided it would probably be a good idea if I got a a good phone.
0: And I'd been pushing the fact that the cameras were so good that they were competitive with our cameras.
1: Yeah, it's just the nothing compares to at this time at least a real nice lens, a very nice solid piece of glass. It's that a DSLR and a lens gives you a lot more of depth of field. Yes, which makes it looks so much more like the natural eye also the frame rate the phones are getting there but just at this time still nothing can compare to a real camera
0: and speaking of real cameras before we dive too deeply into phones the real camera like the full-on camera that you have is the 60 mark 2 right yes.
1: Canon 60 mark 2 most of the time I use a 24 to 105 millimeter STM lens the STM is uh, much better for video it's got auto stabilization camera is really nice because it's got lens auto stabilization and it's got internal auto stabilization and then if things still are not stabilized well i can use my editing software to further stabilize so that's pretty cool
0: and we're still shooting everything in 1080 which is probably a little bit surprising i thought everything would transition to 4k quicker
1: But then you'd have to transition. Like, I'd have to get a new laptop to be able to process that and more hard drives to store the files when most people also are not on devices that are capable of watching 4K. Like, most people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are, but...
0: And YouTube, even, like, on all Apple's devices, on all their iPads and everything, streams in, I think, 1080 Max. Like, you can't even watch 4K. Yeah, so... Even though they're higher resolution than that.
1: I think it made sense, but even, like... Casey Neistat, he started shooting and everything is 4K now. And I think several other creators did too. And switched back to 1080 because it just isn't quite there yet. It's not quite worth it to make videos like that.
0: And we would have to upgrade everything.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I, it would be... Yeah, that's probably and the case with most people Rendering too.
0: time and everything would be crazy. We'd have to have a lot bigger video cards. and Or not video cards, but SD cards and everything. Yeah. It would be crazy.
1: So I love having my camera. And I'm okay with 1080p. Mm-hmm. It feels like maybe we could future-proof ourselves if we were shooting in 4K because all my old, old, old videos are in 480 and they look terrible. If So it's like in the future, my 4K videos, if I was shooting those now, would be able to hold up longer. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: for sure. More but future-proof.
1: not worth it. I'm not living in the future at this time.
0: So the other camera that we had that was... My favorite camera was the M50.
1: Before that was the Canon G7X. Oh, and that was and a that's an camera.
0: excellent little we camera. We had two
1: of those cameras cuz they were so awesome.
0: We beat. broke one and then we got the Mark 2.
1: And then beat that one up too. Yeah, they're good cameras. That's like kind of vlogging standard still it seems. Yeah. But then we switched to the M50 Canon Mirrorless. Re-
0: we were thinking that we would replace the lenses and get lenses. Yes. But, but we never really did well, that. Well,
1: because they never really came out with more than a handful of lenses, yeah. even still. So it was pretty, not worthless, but we got it so we could switch the lenses. And then when there weren't a bunch of lenses to choose from, it was kind of like, why do we have this camera? It's mm-hmm. just a smaller DSLR. But
0: it's not technically, is it a DSLR? It's mirrorless, but
1: size-wise it's like a smaller DSLR. We were thinking it would be our travel camera and replace the G7. Wish we would have just gotten the G7. But the G7 is basically like a phone. Mm -hmm. Like just a cute little travel camera. And I went on my hike with the M50. Uh, It was good and fine and dandy. Then the day that I got back from the hike, I dropped it on the ground and busted it. Never worked again. Then we were reconsidering, okay, Travel camera, what are we gonna do here? The iPhone 11 Pro came out and that wide angle, oh my gosh, what? So paired with the desire to be professional and work on, I mean, working on social media, having a nice phone, plus the um, need for a nice pocket camera for on the go, cause we do so much filming on the go. Everywhere we are, we do vlogs and stuff. I did it for the first time. I got the newest phone, never ever. Following Baron's great lead, never ever having the newest thing, got the iPhone 11 Pro, and I—it's maybe one of the better Apple investments I've ever made.
0: I think, generally speaking, as far as tools go, because we don't tell anybody this really, because I know that people will be like, "Oh, I can tell that the videos are worse," but we've shot the last
1: many many videos since probably December
0: almost exclusively on the iPhone. <laughs>
1: And there's a difference.
0: Yeah, primarily frame rate.
1: Yes, so it doesn't look quite as um, cinematic in some ways. The depth isn't quite there, but the wide angle gives a completely new perspective. You can see almost the entire inside of the scamp from my phone. It's so good in low light. It's really good at auto-adjusting too. It's just an excellent tool for people who are doing video work.
0: The only thing is that it's a fixed aperture. So the lens can't like open and close any more than what it is. So then, to adjust how much light is coming in, it auto adjusts the frame rate and the ISO. Yeah.
1: So then, shots in the evening might be super grainy, but what it does is it auto turns on the flash. Right. So it's interesting because like when we turn on our BioLite light, the Hertz of that light flash or they
0: they like sync with the frame rate. They
1: do not with the, a DSLR. And so that you get that kind of zebra, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this flash on the phone does not. It syncs. The hertz sync with the frame rate in some way or another. So you never get that. So it's just easier. I mean, you got a built-in freaking flash on Mm -hmm. your freaking camera. It's amazing.
0: And then another thing that we got was the, and this is what we're using right now as we record this, is the Shure MV88 microphone. And it plugs into the lightning port of any phone or like iOS device.
1: It's probably like two inches by two inches.
0: It's teeny tiny, it but it's a great mic. It's so small. In the app, you can adjust the angles at which you record. So you can make it ultra directional or record a wide angle of sound. And it's super adjustable. It's a great Very little case mic. Case
1: by case.
0: And Henny the business on YouTube is who turned us on to these little mics. And it's been incredible.
1: Yeah, and it can fit in a pocket, and it's awesome, cute little case.
0: Right, so we can have our camera and Didn't microphone in a pocket. Tim
1: Ferris, he also records when he would need to do a quick intro or something. Yeah. He has this mic too. So then peripherals.
0: Before that, though, on the phone. If you want to record a fixed frame rate or ISO or those different things, the app, there are several different apps that like turn it into a more exact, a DSLR, so you have those controls. The one that we've been using is the Moment app, M-O-M-E-N-T, and you can set all of the parameters of your phone just like it were a camera, which is super useful. And that way you can, with 24 FPS or frames per second, that's how you get the sort of cinematic, similar blur to how you see. So if you shake your hand in front of your face, it actually blurs a little bit. Like you don't see every frame as it goes perfectly sharp. And if you shoot in 24 frames per second, it kind of mirrors how we see. Whereas if you shoot in like 120 frames per second, then you can see each different frame as the hand goes. So it's super clear in each frame, but it looks kind of robotic when you play it back.
1: It's really cool too, you can adjust the color layout in the Moment app, whereas the iPhone naturally does a great job at auto color correcting, but it can be really funky with the shadows and highlights. If you're in a really, really bright area, it will make your face look so strange. So, you can adjust the Moment app to be flat, and that is a more professional way of doing video editing than you can go in and color correct in post production.
0: Because, why that's difficult is if the app or if the phone is making it like ultra vibrant and optimizing for every individual scenario directly and like enhancing the color for that, and then you bring it into your uh, video editing software later. Then you have to try to, like, match everything up. And since it's all over the place, it's hard to make it feel consistent. My phone is the SE, the iPhone SE, which is...
1: He's old boy.
0: It's old school. And I got it for, like, 180 bucks a, few, a couple years ago, a year ago, something like that. It still runs the latest OS. It shoots in 4K, shoots slow motion. And uh, since it's a smaller screen, it can use an older processor and still keep up.
1: It's so nice how small it is. Yeah. Why... Don't phones come in smaller formats anymore?
0: I don't know. It sucks. I
1: can't reach the top left corner of my phone because it's so damn big.
0: And mine fits in my hand perfectly. So I'm. I've.
1: If that body had a screen that went from top to bottom without the black bars. Yeah. It'd be the best. Amazing.
0: One. But so yeah, I still use the SE, and I'll continue to until they stop supporting it with uh, software updates, and then peripherals. Oh, so you want to start, or should I start? I mean,
1: these are all your peripherals. You're the one with all the tech.
0: Well, I just recently got a pair of AirPods, and I got the AirPods too, but I didn't get the charging, the wireless charging case. So I saved like 40 bucks or something like that. Um, They have been incredible.
1: That's what everybody says about them. Is they are just amazing, and you always have headphones in, so it was just the next step
0: because my my brother had them and he said that how much he loved them and he couldn't stop raving about them and literally everyone who has them says that they're incredible so i was like okay i'll i'll go for it because i needed i cut my bose headphones again somehow needed to replace those so i just went for it and they've been amazing like i have them in all the time and the charging case is super nice they last forever you can charge them super quick in the case if I'm on a walk and um, listening to a podcast or on the phone, I'll have one of the earpods in a lot of times and have the other one charging. And then I can, if one, if the one in my ears gets low, I can put the other one in and then take the one that I was listening to or talking on the phone without, charge it, and it automatically switches the mic and the audio between them. That's really them. cool. It's like they're just super intuitive, super nice.
1: I just can't get over the stupid look of them. Yeah. I don't want a dumb white bar coming out of my ear.
0: Yeah, it's just worth it for me. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I know it looks dumb. The AirPods Pros, like, I considered getting those, but I don't... They're
1: just not that much better for... Mm, they're... Sound-canceling. Uh, sound canceling sound cool. I like the squishy ear option.
0: They're smaller, but supposedly with that squishy ear over time, it will start to, like, slip out of your ear. As that plastic gets older... Or that rubber, I guess.
1: I want some. I'm waiting for them to make some black ones, and then I'll consider.
0: Yeah. And then something else I recently got, and I got this as a gift from...
1: Tucker, the owner of the closet we're in. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, He works for a tech company doing, like, um, development work, iOS development and that kind of stuff. So he had a couple test Apple Watches sitting around, and I was getting ready to get one, and he was like, dude, I'll just send you a Series 3 Apple Watch which is a few generations older, but as far as I'm concerned, it has all the tech that I'm interested in. Uh, and it's been really cool. I'm, I would probably be a little disappointed if I would have paid full price for one, just given that I don't use it, I guess, to the fullest extent, because I'm not like in meetings and scheduling things and doing the normal thing that everybody's doing but it is really nice as an interface with my ear pods to adjust volume, skip tracks, and like I don't have to take my phone everywhere with me. It's really nice. It's cool. And the heart rate monitor aspect of it and I got it, like, right when I hurt my ankle. So it was giving me all these notifications, like, get up, get moving. Like, you're not going to hit <laughs> your calorie count for the day. And I was like, okay, okay. So it really got me moving to, That's like, cool. rehab my ankle, which was sort of ironic timing. But, yeah, it's really cool. If, if I were to suggest anything and you just want, like, the you want to use it simply, I would suggest getting a Series 3 because you can pick them up pretty cheap now. Walmart had them for like $129 oh, wow. for a while, but I would suggest a Series Three because they have the heart rate monitor and all the different things that you need. It doesn't have the EKG. Yeah, it has everything that you need, and you can get them pretty cheap now.
1: My headphones are a. I've got a pair of Bose. What are they? They're wired.
0: They're wired in your Something. Not sound Sport.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we both got a pair when we over two years ago. We got. They had the green pair half off.
0: Yes, yeah, so they were 50 bucks, less than half off, or more than half off,
1: actually. So that was cool. Good deal on those, and those have been awesome. I use those for anything not video editing. And because I edit videos often in coffee shops, I finally, I can't believe it took me so long, finally got a pair of um, over-ear headphones. I have the Audio-Technica wireless. I don't know. It's like a, n- a bunch of numbers and letters after it. Um, but they've been amazing.
0: And the sound cancelling It's
1: not sound cancelling. A friend of mine, I'm not sure if this is correct, but he's a huge video editor. I used to work for him as an intern. He suggested these because if I were... I was looking at the Bose completely noise-canceling headphones, but he said that those would actually cancel out the static within the video clips as well, just automatically. So that's what I need to be hearing is the static within the shots. The foam and stuff will um, of these guys cancels out excess noise in the background, but I can still hear everything that's in the video clips, and that's pretty imperative because that's why I needed them.
0: So these are effectively mechanical sound canceling. Yes. So it's just yeah. like muffling your ears, mm-hmm. whereas the Bose ones and even the new Apple AirPods Pro, those it's digital. yeah, it's digital sound canceling. So it samples the outside sound, and then it plays the opposite into your ear, it's so, so cool. it cancels that out.
1: They've been great. They're really comfortable as long as I'm not wearing them for more than five hours.
0: And then one of the last peripherals that I just got that is absolutely awesome that we're using right now is a Lamacole, I think is the brand. I'll leave it in the show notes. It's an iPad stand and it's if you're familiar with gear ties it's like it's got a clamp that screws down tight and it can get like pretty wide open and then it off the clamp it has a bendable like super sturdy wire cord that comes up to an iPad mount. So in the Scamp, if we're watching a movie or right now when we're recording, we can have it bent to be right in our face. It's really
1: cool and really sturdy. There was a cheaper and less strong option, right, for phones and stuff. Mm -hmm. You got the one for the iPad Pro, and it is hardcore.
0: Yeah, it's hard to bend. But it's made a huge difference for posture and stuff. Hopefully, either, it lasts a long time. I think it will. Even if I'm watching YouTube videos and everything on my iPad, having to like hold it up on my chest, it's kind of uncomfortable. So then this can just like float it right above my face. It's kind of Wally technology, but <laughs> I love it.
1: Then, lastly, internet is how we do all of this, and our internet has gone through several different phases since we started. We used to just use our iPhone hotspots. And that did the job, but couldn't rely on uploading videos from that.
0: And we were limited to something like 24 gigs a month.
1: So we were very careful about what we were doing on the internet, but I really did like that. We I feel like I read a lot more during that time because we couldn't just be browsing Mm -hmm. online. After that, we got in touch with WeBoost and they very kindly sent us a WeBoost directional cell booster. Mm -hmm. So I think it's RV65 and that was huge for boosting our cell service when we were back deep in areas that had little to no service. That was cool. Mm. It would take us from no service to full bars of LTE. It's
0: long and it doesn't, it doesn't make its own coverage, like its own cell coverage. So you have to have some kind of signal available. And when we're just outside of cell phone range to where it drops out and says no service... Oftentimes, when we put the WeBoost at full extension, we can pick up signal just because it's so much higher in the air, and we can point it directly at a cell tower. And to do that, we have an app called OpenSignal, and you open up the app and lay it on on the counter or whatever, and it'll point at the tower that your phone or that the Wi-Fi hotspot is connected to. So then, since our WeBoost is directional, we can point it directly at whatever cell tower which makes the signal excellent.
1: And then a while after that, so that we could limit our trips to town, we did end up getting a Wi-Fi hotspot. We got Unlimitedville. It's $200 a month for AT&T.
0: It's unthrottled, completely unlimited.
1: It's been great. We've had no issues with it so far. It's really expensive. It's so expensive.
0: Yeah, but it saves us a lot of money in gas and everything else.
1: It d- and and it, having
0: to go to coffee shops every day. Yeah, for
1: sure. And I suppose it's a write offable expense as totally. well. Totally. We have a, I don't know if you would want to put this in, but you can save $50. We don't have like a specific coupon, but anybody can do this. Um, if you use our link, you can get 50 bucks off your first month of Unlimitedville.
0: But there's another company called NetBuddy
1: that's way cheaper. It's
0: like 60 bucks a month and apparently it's the same thing.
1: I want to switch. I'm just yeah. afraid that it won't be as good and that we will be kicking ourselves.
0: Right. Cuz this has been like I know you can you'll be like, "Well, why don't you my, on my plan you can do unlimited, but this is actual unlimited. You can tether as many devices as you want to it and they never throttle you. So the whole you could just sit there and have a streaming 1080p YouTube video on your iPad for the whole month. And...
1: I've seen... We've gone over 300 gigabytes in one month. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: it's super so nice. So then
1: I, I'm i worried that if we switch to the cheaper plan that we would be throttled and then we'd just be bummed. Especially
0: for uploading and stuff. Yeah. Because then that uses more power, which is difficult.
1: If anybody has experience with NetBuddy, please reach out to us. We'll make the switch. We'll we, We'll use your coupon code and give you some kickback.
0: And and then also, we do all of this on solar power, which is sort of a limiting factor, doing it all on solar, but it's what allows us to do all this. And we've thought about running a generator, and we could do that, but...
1: The only time we've considered that is when we've been in very low sun areas. Mm -hmm. Our solar does great for us.
0: Yeah, so if I were by myself, maybe, then I could use less power, or use my Mac, my computer, more often. But since it's both of us, we do uh, the vast majority of thing on our iPad, of things on our iPads and then just use our Macs when it's totally necessary.
1: And I really enjoy going and working at coffee shops. It feels like I'm in an office space and we don't have any tables in the camp, so it's just not the most ideal place to edit
0: videos. That's something that we're working on.
1: Yes, actively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, while we're here, too, talking about tech, the solar setup we have is by Goal Zero. We have the... 400 AGM battery. We started with that and because it's AGM you effectively only want to use 200 You don't want to drain it below 50% or it can damage the battery over time So we switched to lithium
0: where we bought a lithium to supplement. that. Yes.
1: Yeah, we added a lithium 1000 so lithium that's like what we have in our laptop. So draining it down to zero is fine We never really do that though. We
0: try to keep it well above 20% This winter we got down, when
1: you were playing World of Warcraft, we'd always get down below 20%. We've got a 100-watt panel as well by Goal Zero, and we also have a 50-watt panel. And that has been great to charge both of our batteries.
0: Yeah, I don't think we need more. It would be nice to have a panel on top of the scamp. Just too passively makes yeah. power all the time. Especially if we're like closer to cities, because then we can't leave the panels out for fear of them being stolen. It's worked great so far. Yeah,
1: it's really simple. It's a pretty... Um, we love the Goal Zero system because, like Mac, it's all built in to one little box. You it's don't have to mess intuitive. with anything. And it's modular, so we can move the batteries and the panels anywhere we want. We don't have anything wired in. It's really nice.
0: And we can charge them super easily in the car if we need to, or plug them into the wall and charge them to supplement it, if we have friends around or whatever. The one more thing, things that will upgrade soon. Are there any things on the horizon that you're excited about more?
1: I've been eyeballing a new computer. Cause mm. yours is from 20... 2014. And just because I use it to edit and work on photos, I use it for everything. It's kind of like the phone thing where, because of my line of work, it feels like it would be a good call to update but I want to get every last bit out of what I have before updating because, I mean, that's going to be really expensive.
0: And I think, too, you could use your iPad a lot more for video stuff right. than you do currently.
1: Right. I just have to make the switch. I want to see what the next generation of iPhone Pros will be like. I hear I- that
0: iPhone or iPad Pros?
1: iPhone. I hear that the next Pro is going to be pretty sick, right? Because the plan was like, okay, we'll get this Pro, You'll keep your phone. I'll give you my phone. And then you'll get the cool one. And I'll get the newest one (laughs) again. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. If they came out with an iPhone SE Pro.
0: That would be incredible. But they're going to make it so much bigger. So it sucks. I don't want a big phone. I like the little one. But yeah, as far as things that I want to upgrade in the near future.
1: You've uh, just done a whole line of upgrading. I
0: did, yeah. I upgraded my iPad and that was like everything that I needed. And I guess
1: you didn't upgrade but you got new... Watch and
0: AirPods. Yeah, because you, for my birthday, got me an iPad Pro.
1: Yes, that you rejected.
0: Well, I just didn't need all that. And I I got the AirPods and my iPad with like $300 to spare.
1: Yeah, I was thinking with getting him an iPad Pro that that would replace his laptop. Because we're always talking about how iPads are the new computers. But he, very kindly, it was really nice of you. And pretty cool that you said you didn't need it. So you just updated your iPad Mini and got AirPods and a watch. and.
0: My watch was free, which yeah. is nice. But yeah, the the new iPad Mini has like the screaming fast processor and everything. So I'll be able to do everything on it for a long time. And I love the little form factor.
1: Mm-hmm. That is very you. I should have known. Dang it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all of it. And soon, I don't know if we'll do it today or... Next couple days, we'll record another podcast about all the apps that we use on our phones and iPads and Macs and everything because a lot of people were asking those questions.
1: Yep, that's like our office, our work stations, the apps. Yep. I think it'll be an interesting one. So don't forget to tune into that one. I Think we're done today?
0: I think we're done for now. Okay. Thank you for tuning in.
1: As always. And we'll catch you in the next one.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more information and links to the things we talked about, check out our show notes at normal2nomad.com slash podcast. If you want to see more of what we're up to, we've documented our travels on YouTube for the past three years and are up to a quarter of a million subscribers. Check it out at youtube.com slash Elsa Ray. Please give us a five-star review if you like the show so other people can find it. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.